I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, your LAFC gateway drug and the only LAFC podcast that forces teams to play on turf. I'm Travis Helwig. I'm Darren Miller. Welcome to our preview of another El Trafico LAFC's MLS match versus the Galaxy on Saturday, September 16th at 7.30 p.m. at BMO Stadium. You can watch it on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV Plus, and we'll be live streaming our post-game call-in show 10 minutes after the final whistle at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. Subscribe now to get notified when we go live. (laughs) Also... If you enjoy the show and you want to help us keep making it, become a friend of the foot by clicking the Patreon link in the show notes or pick up some half ass Apple merch by going to happyfootsatfootpod.com. Later in the show, we'll interview LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter about the LA Galaxy. And as always, we're going to talk about all the storylines for the match and make some bets. But first, we must prove we're worth listening to when we talk about soccer by first talking about far less interesting bullshit. It's time for listener-mandated banter. Darren, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I've I've found a new location. That only what if applies I just every to those single watching on video. <laughs> that's true. Uh, what if every every single time from now on, I just it has to be a different background. That's my new rule. That'd be cool. I mean, I was how, in Arrowhead. How long would it take me? Oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, you did this before I did. <laughs> no, you were moving around. We had we've always we've done a couple of remote ones. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Yeah, I, oh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be back before the game, so that won't matter. Should I bet on the matter? team? Like, it, yes. it won't matter to the background, is what I mean. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you could have done a Vegas background. Yeah. I thought you were just finally bringing up something way more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I will just, say... You know, saving I, me <laughs> in a more normal have, way. <laughs> I'm realizing right now, I haven't been to Vegas since the day of the MLS Cup Finals, which I think I told everyone the story of another episode, if I haven't. I'll do it. Yeah, when you uh, famously just bailed on the team, I guess. I didn't bail on the team, Darren. (laughs) I saw the goal on a Jumbotron. I saw the Gareth Bale goal on a Jumbotron. I was going to miss my flight. Who in the world would have thought we would come back 
for after being scored I on. I guess just like everyone else in the stadium. But <laughs> I was going to miss my flight. I it was, I my no, I, look, I hugged a stranger outside of the stadium yeah, watching the goal on a, a screen. Beautiful experience. It was an also, unbelievable yeah, I once in a story, experience. I remember you telling the story to me either on the show or just to me before that being able to catch it on the jumbotron from outside the stadium. It was crazy. Is a very cool thing. It was, uh, I heard the sound, yeah. I turned around, and I saw the famous close-up of Gareth Bale's face running towards the corner on the Jumbotron from outside the stadium. It was so cool. And then I listened to Dave Denholm's radio call on the way to the airport and celebrated in my car. Yeah, um, that's that's still special. You're going back there for the first time since then. That's crazy. But you're, you're I have been there since then, and last time I was there was during the last El Trafico, or a few, a oh, couple right. of El Traficos ago. Yeah, you did. You did Vegas episodes. I, I did. Uh, was it the El, the good El Trafico or the two bad El Traficos? It was the good El Trafico. I, I was just about to say it was the one in Vegas. <laughs> 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 Shit. All uh, right. <laughs> it was. Um, it was the. What was it? I don't know how to describe it. The one in Carson that we won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that one. Yeah, the good one. The um, good one. Yeah, it was great. All right. So it'll happen again. Yeah, I think that'll be... Well, I'm not going to be there. Oh, no. No, I won't. This is a terrible listener-mandated banter. Boy, has this gone poorly. Should we just get Let's one more subject start- in and I can just cut some stuff out? Yeah. Okay. I did cupping last night. Like like the thing that swimmers do? <laughs> the Michael Phelps thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing where you look like a cow? <laughs> you look more like um, a man who has <laughs> a skin condition. <laughs> I sent a photo Cow, of, of the two, there's like, disease. There's two circles on my pack right here and they're bright yeah. purple. And our friend Kevin, who's been on the show a few times was super high. And so I sent him a photo of it and he said, what happened? Did someone slam an old timey telephone down on your chest? <laughs> <laughs> like that's something only a high person could come up with. <laughs> that's <laughs> That's great. <laughs> How are your allergies doing, Darren? <laughs> Can you tell? I, uh, I feel like a freaking balloon. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to keep in. Can we get one more subject in and I'll cut a lot of this out. And then me asking allergies and then me saying this and then let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good enough for me. This is the LAFC of listener mandated banters. I'll tell you that much disappointing lately hot and cold and annoying (laughs) to do Uh, (laughs) (laughs) let's start the show yeah all right well i'm an lafc fan just like anyone else listening to this show but i'm too busy living a full life as a productive adult in a society that functions because people like me have real jobs to spend all day every day dissecting every player's performance every front office move every opposing team's thing every injury and weird scheduling conflict every playoff scenario and every backroom supporter group tax payoff scheme to really keep up with everything there is to know about the team Luckily, my friend and co-host, Travis, the human LAFC crazy wall, doesn't have anything to contribute to society, which frees him up to do all of the above, like a modern-day version of 20th century mathematician John Nash, only he's obsessed with LAFC instead of cryptography, and also he has social skills and probably doesn't have schizophrenia. And that means every week he can report all the important storylines beneath the surface of every match back to us normals in our native language in a segment we like to call Storylines. Storylines, 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 
couple of things, Darren. One, I, I yes. think that that was like the LA Galaxy of those intros where it started pretty weak, but it ended up really, really strong. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I think, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Two, you reminded me of the back, the taxpayer, they're paying off the back taxes, which I had forgotten about, which is so funny that the LA Galaxy bribed a supporters group to return to the stadium during the boycott. Very funny. Um, and three, I might have <laughs> schizophrenia. Um, I oh. did think the Truman Show was about me as a child for like six months. So <laughs> that's a thing. People think that. Yes, but it's a mild form of schizophrenia. I feel like is it. I was going to say I thought that what that what that is when people have that is just that. Like it's like oh, you're just someone who thinks that, and then like it's called the Truman Show syndrome. Have, yeah, that's crazy. I I thought it, I was alone. It just wore off. I yeah. I mean, at some point, I was like, that's fucking crazy. I <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was something only I had ever dealt with, and then I was on the subway in New York, like in my twenties, and read an article in the New Yorker about it and how it's this new thing. I was like, oh. Okay. Which, you know, if you have it and you read an article about it, you're like, oh, they're Wait, just this bringing me, me back right. in. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Darren, I'm not sure if you're aware, but we made the conscious choice to make a sports podcast where we have to record before and after every game of the season. And that means we have to do these podcasts when the team is soaring and when the team is struggling. So I'm wondering, Darren. Do you have a therapist? I absolutely do. <laughs> I think it's good you have a therapist because you're not going to like these storylines, Darren. Oh, <laughs> They're oh going to make you feel bad. Um, <laughs> I have a therapist too, and sometimes she shares too much information about her client's private life. But that's fun. But she probably shouldn't do that. Uh, but I'm asking about therapists. I hope she doesn't listen. I'm asking about therapists because of our first storyline of this week's match. And if she did listen, she can't really tell me. So she'll only be able to be quietly mad, which is fun. Uh, Why can't she tell? No, that's the thing that she can tell you. It's you. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm asking about therapists because of the first storyline of this week's match, Darren, which is this. Are we okay? (laughs) And not the fans, because I know the fans aren't okay. I'm wondering... Is the team okay? Genuinely, deep down, are they doing all right? Because I have absolute whiplash doing these pregame shows this season and week to week. Because before Miami, I was talking about how our team could beat any team in the league. Earlier in the season, I was talking about how we were the best MLS team of all time. I think we've all gone through these mood swings this season where it goes from, has there ever been a team better? And... I don't think I ever want to watch another game of Major League Soccer. But since we lost to Leon in the Champions League, our team has been absolutely abysmal. We've had some stretches of decent games, but overall, we look lost and terribly inconsistent. And if you want to win in the playoffs, which probably now is our only shot of getting in the Champions Cup because we're not going to win the West this year, is to be consistent. You have to be consistent because every game matters. There have only been two things that have been incredibly consistent over the course of this season, Darren. One, Mateus Bogush playing incredible soccer. And two, my desire to leave my wife for Denny Bawanga. Darren, can you think of anything else consistent over the course of the season? (laughs) Oof. Really? No. Boy, that's a great question. (laughs) The second one, I guess for the first time ever, comes as a bit of a surprise to me that 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 (laughs) remains consistent. I mean, I think that's a steadfast, unconditional love that... uh, Yeah, sexual attraction doesn't... (laughs) You know, it doesn't rest on on 
whether he makes the pass. <laughs> it it works different, you know. It, sometimes when somebody does a bad thing, you like them more, you know. We've lost Let's three <laughs> pretty important games in a row, and our hope of winning the West isn't seeming all that hopeful at the moment. In our last three, we've scored two. You like how fast I moved on? In our last three, oh, we've yeah. scored it's two goals. <laughs> in our last three, we've scored two goals and given up seven in those games. Seven and two in our last three games. Not great for a team that used to win three to nothing, four to nothing, seven to one. This skid feels a little different than the one earlier in the season because at least we had a good excuse then. The number of games, the insane schedule, it's still early in the season, but we only have seven regular season games left. And our last month, our last match is just over a month away on the 21st of October. So even if we pull out a few of these games over this really tough month, you don't want to be inconsistent heading into the playoffs where you have no choice but to win every single game in a row. I keep saying this, but on paper, we're the best team in the league. But something just hasn't clicked this year. We're playing confused and without passion. And at times, we're playing with what looks like desperation. And of course, we've been playing all season without our top scorer, from last year, Chicho Arango, which brings us to our second storyline of the match. Darren, is it time (laughs) to worry about Mario Gonzalez? I told you you wouldn't like these. We've begged. We've pleaded. (laughs) We showed up at John Thorrington's door with one of those huge medieval maces, all because we wanted a striker, a number nine that could replace our beloved Chicho Arango. And when Mario was signed, we were excited, thrilled even. He looked like exactly what we needed. But in his first four games with LAFC, he's only scored one goal. And the rest of the offense hasn't looked great around him either. Mario has had more opportunities to succeed than a Trump child. And he just can't finish (laughs) even when he's looking at a sitter. So understandably so, fans have gotten a little bit worried about our new striker. I've said we should keep the faith. But even I have begun to worry a bit right here on this very podcast while I was gone and didn't have internet. Jeff Tock, one of those mummified aliens pretending to be a human, suggested we bench Mario for our young, gro- our young homegrown player, Nathan Ordaz. Now, we love Nathan Ordaz, but that seems a bit insane to me to give up on the Mario experiment only after four games. Darren, how are you feeling about Mario? Well, I did like the Ordaz idea. I don't know that I was on board for him playing 90 I love the chaos of Ordaz. I, I believe if you go back and listen to that episode, Vince very quickly made a great point that we often see Ordaz doing the things we love seeing him do because of the circumstances he's able to go in uh, and sort of cause trouble. And it gives him a certain advantage that he wouldn't have if he ended up having to play a full 90. Comparing that he's to He's the definition uh, of scrappy. He's like a he's like a rabble rouser. Yeah. He's like he's 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 Roger Stone. He's in there to like fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I love him, but I am really not ready to give up on on Gonzalez at all. I I don't know I don't know what to say other than I just disagree that it's been enough games. Like I just think I have a more leeway than others. I guess like it, it just doesn't hasn't felt like that long to me. Well, Darren, I have some good news for you because I saw a tweet. That changed my mind. At LAFC Daniel tweeted a list of players who have only scored one goal in their first four MLS games. And I want to share some of the names on that list, Darren. Christian Espinoza, Sebastian Driussi, Hani Mukhtar, last year's MVP, 
Lucho Acosto, this year's MVP favorite, and Denny Buwanga, and Chicho Arango. Chicho Arango has the exact same goal per first four games as our very own Mario Gonzalez. The guy he's replacing in our hearts. Yes. Never before did I want to give someone more time than learning that he shares with Denny Buwanga and Chicho Arango a rough start. I remember people calling Buwanga B-Rod really early on. I remember people saying Chicho was a bust early on. I think it is a little worrisome that Buwanga and Vela don't look great next to Mario. I do think it's way too early for us to give up on Mario. And that storyline was what you call a head fake. I love Mario. (laughs) (laughs) I I like him too. I really think these new guys, this came up on the post game show, but I just really think the reps they've been able to get in so far just does not count to me as enough to be like, how come they're not performing? It just still feels like they're getting... Any other sport, you watch new guys come into a team and you're like, cool, let's see what happens in the next like month or two. Well, Mario isn't our only complication up front this week, Darren, which brings no us way. to our third storyline of the match. An, which a third storyline? <laughs> I don't want to do Sorry. this either, Darren. This seems miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you think I liked writing storylines for a game I'm terrified to go to? <laughs> um, which brings us to our third storyline of the match, you piece of fucking garbage. Which you is this. I have a question though, because I think <laughs> Boanga, the not passing the Vela and before that not passing to other people, it's just like I feel like he just it, it signals that maybe he wouldn't be as supportive if you guys were together. You know? So <laughs> you said so he's a self he's a selfish I'm not I'm not gonna say lover, but he's a selfish partner. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm th- yeah, it's like his style of play might suggest it might be a bit of a red flag that like so that's why I'm a little surprised that it like that that it, that has remained steadfast. Anyway, back Darren, to the third storyline. Darren, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you like it when people are mean to you. But Mario yeah. isn't our only complication up front this week, which brings us to our third storyline of the match, which is this. Will our international <laughs> players be back in time for the match? See how I'm going to get to what you were just talking about? As of writing this, we have not gotten official word as to whether or not our players off an international break will be, time, will be back in time for the match. Dolo was coy when he, when he was asked about it in a press conference on Thursday, last Thursday, and he said he does know whether or not they'll be back in time for Trafico, but he won't be sharing that info. <laughs> it was funny. It seemed like he really resents having to do those interviews. And as we said last week, five players were gone on Team Duty. Daniel Maldonado, Christian Torres, Kiki Oliveira, Stipe Buke, and of course, the man we were just talking about, Denny Buwanga, who we haven't seen since the game against Miami. And in that game, I don't know if you remember, Darren, he had a bit of a Buke puke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, now, Darren, the window is over as of today. Do you think they will make it back in time? And even better of a question, do you want Denny Bowanga back? Just kidding. We want Denny Bowanga back. Obviously, we do. I'm just being insane. He's the best player on our team. But his flaws have been showing. The better question I want to ask you, Darren, is do you think he can handle the pressure of an El Trafico immediately following melting under the pressure of the Miami game? Do I think he can? I don't know. I I would like to be optimistic. I will be optimistic. This factors into my bet and forget it later. So a little preview for that. Stick around. I think it was very helpful that he like took a game off, was in a completely different universe of a game, of a team and a situation. Now he's coming back into another big game right away. 
I think he wants nothing more and is focused on nothing more than thorough and concise redemption. And so I think this is a really good situation to achieve that. He's going to go down on his partner after after being yelled at for not going down on his partner. <laughs> Listen, we're... <laughs> It says explicit. We can say whatever we want. It says explicit. We check it off every time, guys. We haven't Please. gotten the kid the the that should be for kids in a while. So I think we're good. <laughs> now, as our team finds itself in disarray, I think it's important to finally talk about the biggest storyline of the match, Darren, which is this. This is fucking El Trafico, and we're not playing Chris Klein's Galaxy. We've done three other galaxy match previews this year three because we canceled one and then we've had two other games and i've said it in all of them el trafico games are different they just are i've also said in all of them if you don't call it el trafico or you get mad when people call it el trafico you're fucking stupid go back and listen to our first episode <laughs> i think we lost some listeners in that first episode when i said that um but i think that's insane <laughs> i told i could not agree more with that sentiment it's just funny. It's stupid. Let it be stupid. It's fine. <laughs> it's not even that stupid or funny. Like, it's not even that unserious. Like, there's traffic in LA. It's not even that much of a joke. Like, the subway series is a thing. Do people think that's a a, a silly thing? It, it, it's not it's, silly. It's, <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. It's just a unique that's, thing about the city. <laughs> I think there is a there's a small percentage of fans and I don't think this is most fans, there's a small percentage of fans who take this very seriously in a way that is like, I'm willing to fist fight strangers over this. And those people don't want the biggest game of the year to be defined by some sort of like jokey feels like kind of MLS 90s, like dumb thing. And I'll say to that, yeah, we're past okay. that. The league is well, past I think that. lucky for our viewers and listeners, we are full of nuance and complexity <laughs> as human beings. And we can both take this team and these games seriously and, you know, not be wound so tight about everything. <laughs> and if you're one of those people who are going to fight over a sport, you should get a therapist. We're, why do we have the therapist? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We see, I think we're pretty well adjusted. Compared to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm not saying that's everyone who doesn't like El Trafico. other random dudes <laughs> fighting in a restroom. At the last El Trafico. And then the guy whose shirt got torn had to ask for his daughter back. So I don't know. I feel like we're right. Yeah. I, I look, That was a tangent. Just to say El Trafico is a good name. And just because Taylor Twelman and Alexi Lalas and I agree on that doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> um, uh, but El Trafico games are different. They just are. And the Galaxy are much different than any of the other times we faced them this year. The roles are kind of reversed since the beginning of the season. LAFC is struggling to secure points, and the Galaxy have been surging since they fired Chris Klein. As you know, Darren, the Galaxy had their worst start to the season in club history this year. With a massive boycott to fire Chris Klein, their president and star of the hit 90s sexual assault comedy American Pie, and then they did fire Chris <laughs> Klein. It is a sexual assault comedy, if we want to think back to it. Uh, he did yeah. fire Chris Klein. Yeah, it's a bunch of friends who commit to sex crimes together. Sex, sex crimes by the end of senior year. Before we graduate, we got to commit a sex crime. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s were different, great. man. So they did yeah. fire Chris Klein. Then they beat us at the Rose Bowl. And then someone called me and you gentrifiers because we tweeted that we didn't like the Rose Bowl <laughs> because it's hard to get out of. <laughs> Which is my favorite insult that uh, we've been called since starting this is gentrification FC. 
since the Galaxy beat us in that game on July 4th, they have been playing much, much better as a team. We're going to go more into depth uh, with that in our interview with Kevin Baxter after this. But since July 4th, they've only lost a single regular season MLS game, and they've been undefeated in their last four. And while they're still placed pretty low on the table, the table is tight. They are currently only four points out of the playoffs. That's more than enough time for a team playing well in a tight table to get to the playoffs. Tight table. It's a tight tight table. table. Tight table. It's a tight table. It's the kids' that's table a, at Thanksgiving. Maybe that's We're a tight compact. table. It's like any it's Thanksgiving table, when someone brings like an extra person, you gotta uh, find that chair in the garage. Yeah, you find the folding chairs and then you cram them in there. And then, you know, you, you might have over the other person with there. the, you know, you're straddling one of the table legs. Tight table. Ooh, that's a tight, tight table. table. That's a tight table. <laughs> if unrestrained. We could do um, a good 15 minutes on tight table. <laughs> Honestly, Travis and I are are the best people to do a 20-minute episode on just the concept of tight table. It, <laughs> We're hitting ooh, our that's a tight table. Right ooh, I don't know why. I don't know table. how. What a tight table. My goodness. So they have new players that have infused them with energy. And Ricky Pooj, the payaso himself, has been playing his best soccer since he joined MLS has become the star that the Galaxy actually thought he could be. And on top of that, we know that the LA Galaxy are just a different team when they play LAFC, and our play against them has been inconsistent over the years. While we have their number in the playoffs, in the regular season, they have beaten us seven times, and we've only beaten them three times, and we've drawn them five. That's not great as a record. We know El Trafico will have a lot of goals. We know El Trafico will have a lot of lead changes. We know El Trafico will feature a fight in a bathroom where you'll see someone ask someone else to hold their baby. But what we don't know is what LAFC team is going to show up on Saturday to fight for our season. Darren, how are you feeling about the team and about yourself now that we've made it through those treacherous storylines. Oh man, I, that was a tough journey. It just made me more scared. I, I, you know, these are you do a great job with these because I, I get like equal parts terrified and also amped for the game to happen. So now I think the problem is that I have to wait like a few days before it. Ha- like what what needs to happen is you say these things to me and then I turn. And the game is happening right away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's how some people consume it. You know, they're driving to the game and they listen. Yeah, they're driving to the game. That's, that's I mean, that was the whole idea it. behind the show. This is what you listen yeah. to on the way to the game. You know what well, helped me? I think it's an ideal way to do it. When we played the Galaxy in the playoffs last year, I was so anxious, like unbelievably anxious. And I, I. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What I did to hedge my bet is that I, I bet $100 no, that the Galaxy would win. 
And I know that that's heresy, but they were the Whoa. underdog. And so wow. I knew if LAFC won, I would be ecstatic. And if we lost, I at least would have won like 250 bucks. <laughs> and so I was like, no, no matter what, I'm not going to feel as sad as I know I would be if we had lost and we won anything. What and I lost have- that $100 and I was ecstatic. What would you have done with all that blood money? Giving it to the Saudis. They need it. I liked when they cut up that journalist. Those are our stories. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Baxter is going to listen to his first so episode will. of this show yeah, and be exactly. like, what He's the like, fuck? What, is, what did do? I sign up for? <laughs> When we come back, we have an interview with that man, Kevin Baxter of the LA Times. He has contributed to three Pulitzer Prize winning series for the LA Times and the Miami Herald and has worked at the LA Times for 27 years, where among other things, he is their longtime soccer writer. Please welcome to the show, the legendary Kevin Baxter. Kevin, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for the invite. So I wanted to start, I wanted to hit it right on the head as we started, Kevin. There, there's a bit of a misconception within the LAFC community, myself included, before I reached out to you, around your role at the LA Times and the fact that you co-host Corner of the Galaxy pod or, or partially co-host that podcast. People think that means you're an LA Galaxy fan, and I want to give you the opportunity to speak directly to our people as to why that is not the case. Yeah, I kind of feel like Matt Gates coming on MSNBC here a little bit. <laughs> But it, it, it's funny that you say that because, I mean, you know, Chris Klein it, it is absolutely positive, uh, convinced that I got him fired. Uh, every Galaxy, most Galaxy fans think that I'm an LAFC fan. The, the, I do do a podcast, and I would love to do an LAFC podcast, but the, frank, the, the fact is I've never been asked. I mean, I, this is my third guest appearance on an LAFC podcast in six years, right? Six seasons. If anybody wanted me to do an, a, a regular thing, I would do it, but... Corner of the Galaxy is a podcast I've been working on for a number of years, but there's actually two shows. The Monday show is called From the Box. And the From the Box, when I started doing it, I always thought it meant from the penalty area. That was my conception of a soccer show from the box. But know that the the uh, meaning is from the press box. And that Monday show is is straight ahead journalism. Um, if we say the word, if we say the word, we were talking, we're saying yes in French. We're not talking about the team. Uh, it's we criticize them. People say we're too hard on them, but it's straight ahead journalism. They do have a second show on Thursday, which maybe I get confused with. I'm never on the show. I refuse to do it. It's much more of a fanboy show. But but what I am, I'm a journalist. I cover both teams. I cover Angel City. I just got back from a month in New Zealand at the Women's World Cup. There are, maybe one last thing is, is there is a tradition that in American sports writing and in Canada, but really nowhere else in the world, where if you're a sports journalist, you are uh, nonpartisan. You're, uh, you don't have a stake in either side. And a lot of fans have trouble understanding that. They keep asking me, are, you know, when I covered the Dodgers or the Marlins, are you a Marlins fan? Are you a Dodgers fan? No. It's really the only two countries, U.S. and Canada, where, you know, we don't cheer in the press box. There was even a book written about that, no cheering in the press box. Uh, it would be like, you know, I think it would be like wearing a MAGA hat to the Democratic National Convention. I mean, we just <laughs> we just don't do not do that. We're, I cheer for a good story. And I will say it's more fun to be around a winning team, that everybody's in a better mood. You see much better, whether it's soccer or baseball, you see a better brand of game when you're covering a winning team. But I cheer for the story. And to be honest, a lot of times I'll be writing a story and I'll have a really good angle on the Galaxy or LAFC or Angel City losing and they come back to win. And I'm disappointed. And people say, did you want to to win? I didn't care if they won or lost. They cared about my story. And I had a really good story about them losing. And that's why I'm disappointed. I really don't care about the result. (laughs) All right. Well, so to prove it, say one mean thing about the LA Galaxy. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> how much? How long is this show? <laughs> um, so you've been on the soccer beat. Uh, for the LA Times for a while now. And I just want you to give us a bit of a, a perspective on how soccer in the city of Los Angeles has changed since you started doing that at the LA Times. Well, I think it's become way more mainstream. And by that, I mean, when I started, I was a baseball guy, covered baseball for for decades and, and loved it and didn't really understand soccer, didn't lo- like soccer. I went to the 2010 World Cup and was embedded with the Mexican team because I speak Spanish. And when we came back, our regular soccer writer, Graham Jones, retired or was pushed into retirement, depending on your viewpoint. But in any case, they said, you've been to a World Cup, you do soccer. And it's like, oh my God, I don't understand anything about it. And it was really my wife who sort of tutored me and, and got me into it. Now now I'm a geek. Now I really love it. But in the beginning days, and maybe it was my lack of understanding of the game, but I felt like everything had to be explained. You had to say what Supporter Shield was. You had to mention, explain what uh, promotion and relegation was and why they didn't have it in MLS. Now, all those things, and, and when you look at a show like, like Ted Lasso, and I think this is the perfect example, Ted Lasso is not for soccer geeks. It's a mainstream show, but they, there are so many soccer things in that show that they just go on the assumption you understand it, promotion and relegation, offside, all those kind of things they sometimes make jokes about, but you don't get the show unless you understand the basics of the game. Ted Lasso wouldn't have worked 10 years ago. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. I never thought about it that way. But uh, look at our city. I mean, we have three teams, right? They sell, well, Angel City and, and LAFC sell out on a pretty regular basis. And, and in fact, we know Angel, LAFC is not, with the exception of the COVID year, has not played before an MLS crowd with an empty seat, or at least all the tickets not being having been distributed. Angel City, you know, led the NWSL in attendance in its first season. The Galaxy are really struggling. Their season ticket base is way down. They just had a game the other night, 19,000. But there are games, there have been games, when two of the three teams are playing in the city on the same night, and they sell out. I mean, so that's 45,000 soccer fans uh, on one night. And we've seen the Rose Bowl getting crowds of 80,000, 90,000. Um, the, the game with the Galaxy and, and LAFC was a good example. Now, I know the LAFC game during Leagues Cup was a little bit uh, uh, of a clunker, but that was organized at the last second. No one knew about it. It was a midweek game. I, I, you know, I get all those things. But when you get 90,000 twice in the last year in LA for a soccer game, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So I yeah we don't like to talk about uh, the Rose Bowl on this podcast. <laughs> it's it's a gateway to hell anytime we play there. Speaking of which, I wanted to bring you on because I know you know a lot about both teams, and we haven't really been following the Galaxy closely because we've been full of self loathing for our own team. And I've noticed and I've heard that the Galaxy have been surging as of late. What's changed for the Galaxy since we played them in the Rose Bowl? Why are they suddenly clicking? Yeah, and and I actually do want to talk about both teams, but the Galaxy have, you know, speaking about Chris Klein, which you can, you know, some people can blame me or credit me, whatever you want for Chris Klein getting fired. I actually had nothing to do with it, but the Galaxy have gone five, one, and six since Chris Klein was fired as president back in May, and that includes obviously the July 4th game at the Rose Bowl, but they're still 13th in the Western Conference. They were 14th when they started the streak. They're still 13th, and the problem is five, one, and six, right? That's seven games when they drop points. You can't climb the ladder when you're dropping points. So that's that's a problem. They're unbeaten. You know they've got a four game unbeaten streak in MLS play, but they're still four points out, four places, and four points out of a playoff berth. And one thing about speaking of this game coming up on Saturday, LAFC probably isn't going to recognize the Galaxy because when they last saw them in the the, the game we won't mention, they have six new players <laughs> since then. And, and and five of them are likely to start. They have Diego Fagundes playing the midfield, Maya Yoshida, who is 
an under-the-radar stud. He was captain of the Japanese national team. Wow. He's there, Edward Surreal, Michael Berrios, and Billy Sharp, who is kind of a welcome to Wrexham type guy from England, played a lot of lot of games in the lower divisions over there, but has already scored two goals in four games for the Galaxy. Yeah, I saw he scored like an insane goal per minute ratio already with them, which is terrifying because we can't well, score he, uh, no matter how hard we try. <laughs> And there's a real and a couple other things. There's a real issue about whether he will start the game against LAFC. He kind of deserves it. He's kind of earned it, and he's fit now. But Dejan Jovalic, who's been starting at forward and has not really been very effective, he always plays so well against LAFC. It's one of those yeah. things. Do you do you think that there's something to that 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 he has figured something out about LAFC and you give him the start, or do you put Billy Sharp in there and let him play the minutes that he deserves to play? Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like we talk about it a lot on this show of like the Galaxy are a different team when they play us. We have been a better team than them all six years we've been in the league. And every single time they play us, I feel like we're playing from behind. We're always we always feel like we get caught up in the moment and it feels like they always bring their A game. And that's not to say I I don't think we've played good games against them. I think we have. It just feels like we are always slightly more on edge than they are, or maybe it means more to them because they've had less success over the last few years and it matters about losing the city or, or as we say, they've lost the city. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's it. I've, I've grown to feel a lot of anxious dread leading up to El Traficos and not a lot of excitement. It's not well, fun to play the galaxy. You know, when it started, I mean, you said LAFC is a better team. I would argue that LAFC since its inception has been the best team in MLS. And I know that, Philadelphia has one or two more points and maybe one more win, but they play in the Eastern Conference. And come on, you know, there's, I don't think you can really compare. <laughs> the Western, there. Yeah, the, the Western <laughs> Conference, the Eastern Conference. I think LAFC has been the best team in the league over, the, or, you know, since their inception. But in this rivalry, I think the turning point was, it definitely was the COVID year. If you remember, LAFC really spanked the Galaxy in Florida. It was a horrible game. The Galaxy were totally embarrassed. And I think when they, and then when they came back, remember the first game back, they played that closed door game. At, at it was it wasn't BMO then, but in, in the in at LAFC's place, and that was the game that not only did the Galaxy win for the first time at, at, at LAFC, but that was the game Carlos Bella got hurt, and oh, I wow. think it was kind of like like a turning point there. And so one of the you know when you look at the Galaxy turnaround, unfortunately for you guys, one of the people that you can credit for all this is Will Kuntz, who. I thought was just a real plus for LAFC, and I'm not sure why he left or why the team allowed him to leave. But once he left John Thorrington's right right hand side and, and came over here, he's a smart guy. He knows the league, he knows the rules, and he he added, you know, a lot, number of these starters: Yoshida, Billy Sharp, Fagundes. They all came in during the August transfer window when the Galaxy were under suspension. They couldn't go and get international players. They were fined a million dollars. It was probably the best transfer period. In several years. How did the they work that? Was it because it was not a transfer? They were a free agent? Is that what happened? Correct. It was a, In the case of Billy Sharp, he was a free agent. In the case of Diego Fagundes, they did a trade. He didn't need a transfer certificate because he was already in MLS. There were all these limits. And when you, we were trying to figure out, like, what is he, you know, the other journalists, what, what can he possibly do? What can Will Kuntz do? Probably just right off the season. Let's just let it go. Uh, and he didn't. He had to thread a needle, and he did that. And on top of all that, he just signed, sold Efren Alvarez to Tijuana for $2.2 million. That means his whole transfer window was free. And that's he got wild. all these guys in. Yeah, it was incredible. That, and that's all Will Kuntz. There was nobody in Galaxylandia, I think, that would have been able to do that. That was all Will Kuntz. 
So I I, I want to wrap this up, but I guess like you know we've been in a, a bit of a skid. I want to say since we lost the Champions League final, it's been hot and cold, and and you know we've lost our last three games in pretty demoralizing fashion. I would say. From watching those games, what are you seeing and what do you think we need to do to turn it around as a team? Well, there's a number of things. One is, you're right, it's the Champions League. And I talked to Brian Smetzer, the Seattle coach. Remember, Seattle won Champions League last year and then didn't make the playoffs for the first time ever. And he said that the whole Champions League thing is just, it's a difficult bar to get over and continue going. He's at the fixture crunch that ends right when you're coming into the summer. You got, you know, guys going away on international duty. Now you have to play shorthanded. He said there's a lot of things in that and kind of gave me the impression that anyone who goes deep in Champions League from MLS is going to have problems the rest of the season. And I think you're seeing that with LAFC. Also, LAFC always seems to stumble. If you look at the record, end of August, early September, every year, even their Supporter Shield years, that's when they, they, they got tripped up a little bit. So I think that's just kind of part of normal. You know, they have the best home record in MLS since they came in. They've lost three games already at home this season, three MLS games. That's the most ever. If you include the Champions League game, they've lost more games at home than ever. I think that in addition to the fixture crunch, which you had Leagues Cup and U.S. Open Cup, the LAFC could wind up playing almost 60 games this year. That's wow. just insane. But, you know, they. I, I don't think the team thought the loss of Apoku or, or Cifuentes was going to be that impactful. It was. The back line... It's still kind of a work in progress. You know, Aaron Long's made just 13 starts. In his four healthy non-COVID season, he averaged more than 28 starts. He's not going to get close to that. Murillo started only nine times. Hollins had played four positions in the back line. And so you say, okay, well, Aaron Long, 13 starts is pretty good. He's going to wind up with 17 or 18. That's most of the games. Yeah, but when he's in there and Hollins has played another position and Murillo's gone and everybody just has to adjust to everybody, I just think that, that Steve Torundolo has not had that ability to write down especially a back line but a starting lineup of the same 11 guys day in and day out and it's just causing a lot of guys to have to adjust i I expect lafc is going to pull out of this i expect them to make a long run in the playoffs but they need to build momentum going into the playoffs if if they're scuffling going into the playoffs it's going to get really tough before we go any any predictions for the game i know you're a journalist we won't tell anyone (laughs) no you guys aren't going to get to do that on this show (laughs) nice try though Thank you so much for being here, Kevin. When we come back, we're going to make some bets. And we're back. Now it's time for a segment called Bet It and Forget It. Bet It and Forget It. Each week, Travis and I on the show with a bet for this week's game. We make an outlandish prediction for that week, something that almost definitely will not happen but could. Each week, we both put up $5, and if no one hits, the money rolls over to the next week. Eventually, by the time someone's weird prediction comes true... They might win a good chunk of change. Neither of our bets cashed last week, as usual. So the pool for this week is $60, I believe. It's getting up there. It's getting, we're getting going. It's nice get to up win. to 100 Did, did one months, of us win right? on an El Trafico? I, I vaguely remember I you know. winning on an El Trafico. Is that not the case? I've won know. twice. You've won once the whole season. That's where we're at. Well, and I've, we're even. And one of those, one of those times I won, we never talked about. You sent my money to Jeff Talk, and I've never gotten it. <laughs> He's the heel of the foot. He came onto the show. He, you weren't there, and he took your money. It was awful. I guess I'm missing shows. The rules are the rules. Uh, Last week, was my bet l- didn't cash. It was the lumberjack catastrophe. It was that the lumberjack was going to cut cut the wood, and something horrific would happen to someone. And thank God it didn't, of course. No, I was rooting for it. Like the journalist. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, and mine last week was Chiellini one goal, Vela three goals, which <laughs> not only was that a, what is that normally going to be outlandish, but I neglected to think about the fact that it was turf and Chiellini wouldn't play. Was it, it was yeah, Chiellini yeah. didn't even travel with the team. So that, those are really terrible bets. Portland is the only place that has like a somewhat legitimate reason to have turf. They're like pl- they play below sea level, and I guess it gets flooded, so you can't really grow grass where they are. So. I, I think they actually would in struggle. Portland? There's yeah, tons there's, of grass in Portland. I, I don't re- someone explained it to me once. There's some weird reason why they have to play on turf at their stadium. It has something weird. to do with the it being below sea level or something like that. I'm not sure. But Can't, I know that Nike's over there. Can Nike figure it out? <laughs> I like that movie Air. That was good. I love a good business drama. I will say uh, <laughs> I, I left that movie and I was like, yeah, that was a movie. If it like I, for so long, I've been watching like three hour long things that are about something. And this was just like 90 minutes where they tried to get a guy to sign a contract. And then he did. It was great. <laughs> that's true. I do miss those movies. I, I don't need amusement park rides. Movies those are, cool are the nineties <laughs> movies we got to bring back. Not American pie. We need some just straightforward adult dramas that last 90 minutes and are about yeah. no sociopolitical issues. I totally agree with that. <laughs> what do you have a bet for this week? Oh, Darren, I have a bet, and I'm very confident in it this week. Oh, I'm very okay. confident. You're confident. And the bet is this. I'm changing it in my brain as I say it. Oh, should I go first? No. <laughs> I'm very confident. Should we talk more about Mario Maggie's, Gonzalez? Uh, <laughs> Mario Gonzalez scores a goal, and it's voted Ooh. as goal of the week by MLS fans. Mario oh. Gonzalez wins goal of the week for MLS fans. I love that bet. So not only will he score, but it will be beautiful. It will be the best goal of the week. Or and I don't think and it's all other goals scored that week will be really lame. <laughs> they, well, you just have to hope Messi doesn't score because it's all done, it's like fan voting. And if Messi yeah, scores, so it's just like all right. Well, forty thousand kids from like I don't know <laughs> Central Asia are going to vote. for for Messi, or like, like it is extremely cool that like i mean i just got to watch Messi score a goal this week of course i'm gonna vote yeah. for that yeah it's just funny like uh, all the fan polling anytime we tweeted about Messi, it would just be like 40 like just fan bots of Messi yelling at us i'm like i'm sorry he's a gremlin <laughs> your turn what's your bet you know i had the same bet no I'm <laughs> i really want that to happen one of these times my bet is maybe the most like here's just what i want the story to play out as of a bet that i've ever had it's just pure optimism. So here's what here's what's my, my bet it's going to be. Denny Buanga will have an assist to Carlos Vela, and Ricky Pouge will get a card. Okay, all right. Red or yellow. Another compound. Those are another. Those compound. are two. Yes, those are two not super outlandish things happening at once. But it's a parlay. You're parlaying. It's fine. It is. It's a, that's yeah. right. Uh, parlay and forget. Someone's ready to go to Vegas. Anything you want me to bet on for you? Uh, Should I bet that on the exact El thing. <laughs> I think I think for karma. No, because I was going to say for karma, I should bet for LAFC this time. But it, last time I did the opposite, and we won. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to change it up now. I'm just not going to bet on the game. I mean, yeah, I think maybe don't bet. Anyways. I'll bet. <laughs> I can bet that we'll win the MLS Cup. That's fun. Just bet on lumberjack catastrophe. <laughs> You'll be fine. Excuse me. What's the how many? What's the over under on number of times lumberjack hits himself in the leg with a chainsaw? Well, those are our bets. We shall see. That's our show, Darren. Take us away.
Yeah, well, just a reminder, we'll be streaming our post-game call-in show 10 minutes after the final whistle of the match on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. There's a link in the show notes. Talk to us in the chat. We'll put you on the show live. Tell us how you feel about what you saw. Hey, Say I something listened. crazy, we don't care. I loved who I loved that new caller who called in the post-game show last week. Very, He was great. He was awesome. <laughs> More new callers. Uh, Let's do it. Why? Yeah, some of you are scared to call in. We want to talk to you. You don't have to say anything. You've seen our callers. You don't have to know anything. <laughs> our theme music is done. It's true. <laughs> and also, I love mute your video if you really in. want to, if that's what it is. Yeah, if you don't want to be seen, you can call. It's fun to talk to to people. We'll put a um, random cartoon over there over your face. <laughs> Unless I mean, if we if we lose again, I, man, those post games are rough. I know that they're they're like they get they do good numbers for us because I think people like the catharsis of them but boy are they not fun to be on camera yeah for. it's just a lot of like what what is it what? Vince, tell us what's happened Vince? please what what and, happened and then vince is like vince. you're being too emotional and we're like shut <laughs> up vince <laughs> you're wrong <laughs> our theme music is done by the insane team of james valentine nay walcott and louis palmer along with youtube you can follow us on twitter instagram tiktok maybe facebook and threads and if you made it this far into the episode chances are you're enjoying the show and if that's true and you want to show us support please consider becoming the friend of the foot at five dollars a month at patreon.com slash happy foot sad foot or pick up happy happy foot sad foot inspired merch by going to happy foot sad foot pod.com you also patreons get 15 percent off that merch so you can combine the two if you want any support really goes a long way especially now that vince is on board we're splitting all the patreons three ways so any anything you can uh you can send our way goes a long way to keep the show going and the community growing. This next part is your lighter, but I always say it. Well, thanks again. We'll see you at BMO. I love you. I love you. Bye. I love you if I don't die in Vegas. Uh, have you. fun Bye. in Vegas, Travis. Be safe. Make good choices. Oh, maybe the drugs I'll take have fentanyl in it. Bye. <laughs> oh, I just went, you know, bet on the right things. <laughs> right. I will do. I, I will lose a lot of money. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye forever, fentanyl. Love, bye. Oh no, Travis! No, stop, <laughs> Travis. I I love you. <laughs> I love you. Hey, oh my God, Darren. If this is bye, Darren, if this is the if last is time bye. we ever speak, I'll be cutting all of. This I love you for sure. <laughs> okay, great. Well, you, you have bye. to release it if I do die. I love you. Bye. Oh God. Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 